Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon, welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM as we take you up and towards noon hour, 20 minutes or thereabouts, we will head to the desert, Las Vegas, Chris Andrews from the South Point, he's part of Vissen, is he not? He's periodically yes. on there doing a shift with Musburger or with uh, uh, any of the talent over there, uh, we'll talk to Chris Andrews, get a good look at the wild card games and how Vegas has uh, done so far uh, this football season. Let's get Wade looking, Bill, in here. It's been since when? Saturday since we last saw the Hawks and maybe one of the more entertaining basketball games I've watched all season long, Wade looking, Bill. Happy New Year to you, Trent and Ken. How are you, Wade? Happy New Year. Thanks for having me back on. No, listen, we're going to count on you a bunch uh, here here between now and who knows how far they go. Hopefully late March or yeah. even early April would just be fine by, I think, most of the people in the Road to Indiana. Audience. Indeed it is. How about that? Let's start there uh, with the, with yeah. the bubble. Um, you know, I, I think it's in these times you have to do it. There's talk, way that, you know, maybe this should become permanent. Obviously, it's a wonderful hotbed of college basketball. And once you get into Indianapolis, there's that square there and everything's within walking distance. It's a great, great venue uh, as well. But your thoughts of um, of making it a permanent home, or do you like the fact that Des Moines gets one and Omaha gets one? I like that better. Where are you? Yeah, I, I don't think they'll make it permanent. You know, I, I think it's hopefully, hopefully just a, just a, just a one year thing. And we still got a long ways to go before we get there. We got two months before the tournament even starts. And I think they had to try something. You know, there's, there's, there's more and more games being canceled slash postponed. The Big Ten started to get affected now. So I think the NCA had to do something. I don't know if, if this is the answer, but at, at, at least they're being proactive for once. At least they're trying. So, you know, I, I think it makes sense in that it's a centrally located, you know, area of the country. So some teams can drive if they if they actually wanted to. Um, we'll see. We'll see. They're trying at least. Yep, I agree with you. Yeah, figure something out and uh, adjust if need be once we get yeah. to that point. Well, one thing we do know, feel very confident in, is I will be part of that bracket. Bracket with sixty-eight teams. One thing I don't think anybody anticipated, though, a big cog in that team is your former teammate's son, really? Keegan Murray. The impact that he has made. It's incredible. So I don't know what your relationship is with your former teammate, Wade. You were a senior when he was a freshman coming in as a McDonald's All-American, but I didn't see this coming. I don't think hardly anybody did. Have you had a chance before the season to talk to Kenyon and what maybe his expectations were for, for Keegan and Chris over there? You know, I, I talked to Kenyon a few years ago, um, I think when the boys were sophomores, mm-hmm. and that's the last time I, I spoke to him directly, but well, we kind of stay in touch just between social media and things. You know, it's just something where I, I, I think that that extra year of prep school down in Florida mm-hmm. really benefited both both players. And, and I, I think Chris is, has got some talent. He's just not quite as as developed as, as Keegan is. But well, Keegan was great the second half 
against Rutgers. I mean, he, he guarded Ron Harper Jr. And, and, and really slowed him down or made him work. Um, he's long. He's athletic. You know, every, every game he does something that makes you say, hmm, that's, that's a pretty good play. You know, he'll, he'll knock down a three and, and he'll dunk on somebody or he'll finish on the break. And, you know, I, it's just, it's a hard place to be to try to get him more minutes, um, but they have to find a way to, to get him on the court more. Yeah, big rebounds the other day, both uh, both ends of the floor, offensively, defensively. You know what we did see, and there's um, there's still a you know percentage of the uh, of Hawkeye Nation that he can't quite figure out Connor McCaffrey and why he gets as many minutes as he does. Sure, he struggles to shoot the basketball, but we saw a difference with him not in the game when he got hurt. And what did he play? Three or four minutes uh, at the rack uh, this this past Saturday, and ironically, at the end when they needed to inbound the ball, he limps you know to the other end of the floor, and it's him that's doing so because you know the head coach trusted him to do the right thing. But this is a different team when he's not kind of quarterbacking things out there. He's such a damn good passer, and Garza uh, and him really have something special going on. Uh, what's Connor McCaffrey's role, and how much was he missed the other day when he couldn't uh, play a full game? I think he was missed quite a bit. You know, I, I pulled up some stats as um, just kind of getting ready for the call. And I know things are a little bit skewed because he played so few minutes against Rutgers, but I think Connor's averaging like 21 minutes a game, and then Keegan's averaging 15 minutes a game. So, um, and again, things are skewed because of that, that last Rutgers game, and, and the non-conference was, was kind of strange. But um, Connor's so good, and it's, it, it, it's a small thing, but he's so good at that post-entry Yes. bounce pass yep. and just to get Garza the ball exactly where he wants it and, and and where he can start his move maybe a fraction of a second earlier than if the pass is maybe offline a little bit and it's such a small thing but he's really good at feeding the post and I, I just think in, and we've talked about it in the past I think he brings a toughness to the team that a lot of the other players just don't have you know and I I, I love Wieskamp and, 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 and Keegan Murray but they're just you know very very quiet kids, I think, yeah. just very expressionless. And um, um, Connor's not. You know, Connor will get in your right. face and he'll fight and he'll be tough. And I think they need something like that. Um, and and he doesn't shoot the ball twelve times a game. You know, he he does what he can do, and he's a floor general. He's just a really important piece of that team. We see Aaron Eulis for the first time since the Northern Illinois game, which seems like a lifetime ago. It was back on December 13th. Didn't play in the four games before it. I thought he played really, really mm-hmm. well. And he's got size. He's obviously a lot bigger, bigger than his little brother Tyler, who played at Kentucky. Yeah. And I recruited hard. Size, shooting ability is... A lot of people point to Joey, Joe Toussaint as the point guard of the future. Could it actually be Aaron Eulis? Hmm. You know, I don't think so. You know, who knows what's going to happen? You know, everybody, you know, Joe's Joe's a sophomore, but but nobody is 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 going to lose a year. You know, this year. Mm-hmm. So, like, is is Jordan Bohannon going to come back next year? I mean, he can't play in the NBA. He he can probably play overseas, but who knows what's going to happen? But I I think you know whether it's Tony Perkins, um, uh, Aaron Eulis, those kids are going to be really important pieces to, to the team going forward. Now they just got to keep building around those kids. I like Aaron Eulis a lot. I, I kind of forgot, like you said, Trent, he's big. You know, his mm-hmm. his brother Tyler was five nine, five ten, but Aaron's big and he's thick. And you know, t- Tony Perkins, I think, can be an, an, an elite mm-hmm. defender, get out on the break. Um, but you know, I think Fran showed a, a, a lot of faith in those guys playing them, 
in a crucial situation on the road when the starters were not playing very well, or as as well as they should. Uh, so important, way We, Trent and I have gone back and forth. Is it going to take 14 to win it? 15, do you win it by yourself? Do you have a number in mind as to how many, whoever wins the uh, the Big Ten regular season is going to win? How many games, Wade, looking, Bill? Well, you know, how many losses did the did the three co-champions have last year? Do you guys know? I don't, I don't recall. Was it five? Six. Six, okay. Wisconsin, Michigan State, and I think Maryland was co-champion last year with six losses. So, you know, like that that game of Minnesota could come back to Hong yeah. Iowa. That's a game they definitely should have won. You know, tonight's a big game. <laughs> this is this is a Maryland team that, you know, has kind of had to overcome players that have left early that they didn't think were going to leave early. You know, Kevin Herter, um, even Alec Lynn years ago, the the Smith kid last year, um, and, they're, and, and they're struggling a little bit, but they have a win at Wisconsin. You know, so yep. so this is the game if Iowa wants to, you know, win an outright conference title, this is one they gotta get. I think it's gonna be five or six losses again. So what's that yeah. fifteen, fourteen, fifteen wins if they're playing twenty games? Um it's brutal. You know, can, Iowa Iowa can lose at Northwestern, you know, it's it's tough on the road. It is even that that that's why that that, that Rutgers game Saturday was a huge win. Mm-hmm. They got that one out, didn't have their best game but still got a got a road win against a quality team so i was playing around the other day wade on ken pomeroy's site and i come across very simple stat win percentage by home team and historically his numbers go back to 97 it's usually around 60 61 percent the lowest during that stretch was 59.1 percent home teams win the game this year it's 55 percent there's no fans in the stands but what else is it going on the road and why it's so difficult not having 10, 12, 15,000 people yelling at you. What else makes it difficult to win, though, on the road? You know, I, I think you're talking about Iowa and Iowa State. Part of it is just the, the, the pure logistics of it. You know, Iowa has to drive to Cedar Rapids, mm-hmm. get in a plane, fly halfway across the country into, I they fly into Reagan or wherever they fly into, you know, mm-hmm. get on a bus. You know, these are big guys. You know, they're, it's it's hard to travel. Iowa State the same way. They have to drive down to Des Moines to fly out. Um, I just think it's it's just that when you get out of that routine, when you get out of that out of that normalcy of your own bed and and just the the simplest the the simpleness of knowing where the arena is, knowing where the locker rooms are, every every little thing um, makes a difference. And you you think those numbers would be the other way around. Because um, it'd be easier to win at home, but it's just different, you know. Um, no fans is is really strange. I've never played like that before, um, but I think this just the whole year, you know, everything that's gone on in 2020 and carried over now to 2021 is kind of a distraction. And hopefully, basketball is is the one or one of the few sense of normalcy that we get here. So, so let me go one more step further with the routine, Wade. Is it, is it good to, you know, you play Wednesday, then you play Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Now we're seeing some Thursdays. We've got some Sunday games. There's a Friday game. Does that interrupt routine? Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. And and it's it's going to become even more important because somewhere along the way, Iowa's going to have a game postponed. Everybody's yeah, going yeah. you know, right. postpone, cancel. So now you're... So now you might play, you know, Thursday, Saturday, Monday to try to get things made up. And can you stay healthy? You know, can you 
fight off corona. I mean, can you just, there's so many things going on. So I think with the, with the travel now, and, and I don't know how they're doing it with the testing on the road and do they test today of the game, and if so many people are positive they can't play, I don't know the ins and outs of that. But, again, it's just another distraction besides the travel and besides, you know, classes I don't think have started yet. But all that plays a factor, and it's, it's just a weird – you know, I was going to play at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time tonight, play the game, go right to the airport, fly home to Cedar Rapids. They won't get back to Iowa City till 2 in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, let's say. And then there's no class tomorrow, obviously, but still it's it's just a strange, strange way to, to, to travel to play a basketball game. Uh, Trent and I took a look ahead to the uh, the end of the schedule. Uh, I, I saw I watched Michigan last night, and I was looking forward to watching. You know, they tri- good. Yeah, didn't they look Hunter good? Dickinson. Ooh. So, so tell, tell me about him, because when I saw him against Maryland, I thought, boy, that kid's stiff. <laughs> uh, fundamentally, he seems to be so good. I mean, he's been really well coached, and obviously he wants to yeah. be coached, and he's learned, because his fund, he knows exactly where to be. Can't hit the three. Yeah. Uh, is he? Okay. Um, yeah. So is that the best team you've seen in the Big Ten? Is Michigan, or would you go somewhere else? I think so. I think so. You know, okay. I think Wisconsin, I don't know what's going on with them. They just... They lose to Marquette, and then you know Maryland beats them. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan's good. You know they're deep and they're young and they're they're long. I think they're they're as big as tall as, as Iowa. Um, Hunter Dickinson's a the, he, he's a good player. I mean yeah. he's a really good player, skilled. You know, can't can't shoot it nope. on the outside like 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 Luca can, but he's a problem. He's a big kid. Um, and he's a freshman, so he's really going to be a yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be around very long. Right, but, that's true. Um, He's a really good player, and you know they they still haven't gotten beaten, or, or still haven't haven't been beaten, yeah. and I think that carries some weight because they played some good games, not not a great schedule, but um, yeah, I, I I think they're the best team I've seen in the Big Ten. Well, back to back to where I started to go with you. And I'm glad we had found time for for, for to talk about uh, Michigan. But the Hawks' schedule down the stretch is absolutely daunting. Their final seven games, Wade. Rutgers comes here, which will be good because they're a different team at home. But then at Michigan State, at Wisconsin, maybe catch a bit of a breather with Penn State before the final three at Ohio State, at Michigan, home to Wisconsin. Wisconsin, two out of the final five. You've got to go to Ann Arbor. You've got to go to East Lansing. Boy, the final couple of weeks of the season buckle up yeah it's tough it's tough and i i think everybody's big 10 schedule kind of looks like that i mean it's what are there there's still seven teams ranked so one-fourth of the Jeez. teams that are ranked or closer one-third are from the big 10 and you know nebraska is going to get somebody they're going to lose by 40 points one night and then they're going to turn around and they're going to they're going to beat somebody at home you know so that that's a game you know Iowa got beat there last year. Yeah. So, yep. um, yeah, it's just it, it just comes down to staying healthy. I think this year more than ever is such an important thing. And then don't get hurt, have some depth. And I was got all those things, you know. So I, I think if they can get through, I think five losses, you might win the Big Ten outright this year. Looking at the bottom of the standings, our neighbor of the West, Nebraska. You're number two for Hoiberg. I know you know him from back of your near guys' playing days. Yeah. You know, went to the NBA, took a shot. It didn't work out. But year two, I know they got a, a five-star coming in next year, one of the younger brother of a player that's currently on the team. But with the Big Ten, the way that it is, Hoiberg in a little bit of trouble? I mean, how much growth is he going to have to show next season? Yeah, I don't think so. You know, they, 
they were really down, and then all their players basically left. So he's got transfers and JC kids coming in and grad transfers. He's got you know he's got two two top fifty kids signed already for next year. So um, Fred can turn it pretty quick. You know I, I think he did that at, yep. at Iowa State. He did. He's still got a name that you know if you're a the seventieth best player in the country and you're a two guard, he, he can say hey. You come play for me, and I will show you how to get to the NBA. And I know guys in the NBA because I was there as a player, GM, and a coach. And I think I, I think that goes a long way to a recruit. And um, Fred plays a fun style. They they just don't have anybody. You know, you watch them play, and they just they just don't have any any players. But basketball, you, it just takes two two good classes, and, and you can turn it real quick. Wade Looking, Bill, former Hawkeye, joins us as he does a whole bunch here during college basketball season. We're grateful to that, and we look forward to our next opportunity to speak with you. Thank you, Wade. Have a wonderful week. Hey, thanks, guys. Anytime. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Wade Looking, Bill, uh, as we take a look at Iowa. Um, Hawks have one Friday night game. Remember how much fun the Friday night games were last year? Yeah, you like them. I hate them. Because uh, you're working. I'm working. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not. Um, and it's the, you know who they play on? The only Friday game is against... Illinois? Yes. Yeah. 29th of January, which is the weekend where there's no football, right? Is it when the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think that sounds right. I think that does sound right. Uh, but Friday night. Let's hope for a snowstorm, move that thing to Saturday. Let's go. Or something happens locally, we got to cancel some high school hoops games, and you could get a Friday that. night off. That could, be, that could work, too. Yeah, we could go that direction. Oh, man. This is going to be a gauntlet down the stretch. What a great conference. It's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword LOVE to 200-200 right now. It's your chance at $1,000. LOVE. To 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Off to Vegas we go. Chris Andrews, longtime line maker, sportsbook operator, will join us next. He's at the South Point. That's where Chris is. He'll join us. We'll take a look at the wild card games uh, and find out uh, what the situation is like in Las Vegas when Chris joins us on the other side. Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Keep out of reach of children. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Final guest of the day, off to the desert we go. I can't wait. It's off to the desert mm-hmm. we go. Uh, Chris Andrews from the South Point. Been uh, uh, writing tickets, setting lines. Uh, in sports books and sweat, Chris Andrews, the late 70s. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, Happy New Year. How, how long have you been doing this for now, Chris? Uh, well... In Nevada since '79, and uh, I did a little bookmaking in college. And I even <laughs> did a little bookmaking in grade school. So it depends on how far back you want to go. I knew you and Trent were had a kinship time. here. Uh, that's good stuff. So, so before we get into the the wild card games and just you know pick your brain on some of the numbers that have been posted and some of the movement that we've seen. Um, What's what's Vegas like, Chris? Are the tourists starting to come back? It's it's just crazy to see some of the major properties on the strip closing Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, which is crazy. Uh, but it, are the tourists starting to come back, Chris? Well, they had been uh, for the last 
couple weeks. Now, this week, not yet. We're hoping to get an influx on the weekend. Um, you know, so far, it, we don't ha- we don't have it. I wish we did, you know, but we uh, I know what our uh, occupancy rate is right now. But you know, there, you get a lot of Californians who are <coughs> excuse me, kind of cooped up and maybe uh, uh-huh. aching to get away. We, I think we'll get some of those this weekend, but it's really kind of hard to predict right now. But uh, as far as the sports book goes, you know, our, our handle's been terrific. We've held that end of the bargain. But, you know, a- anybody in the casino business who really knows the business knows that your sports book doesn't pay the bills. Right. I mean, it's a nice amenity yep. and all that, but you need all the other stuff. And uh, I know a lot of these legislators right now are looking for sports books you know, to balance their deficits. And, <laughs> right. and it doesn't work that way. It's, just not, no. you know, it's a nice thing to have. I'm glad we have it here in Nevada, certainly, but it's not going to balance your budget. And but, the, you know what else you need, too, is the conventions to come back. Are you seeing some? Because sure. there's some major, I don't have to tell you, yeah. uh, but our audience, there are major conventions that make their way weak uh to las vegas are those coming back oh yeah well not not yet yeah. not yet i mean we can't have a crowd of more than 50 people in one location yeah. you know so in the sports book we've you know kind of partitioned out the casino for different areas to watch the games you know uh but you know you're gonna have a convention with 50 people that's not gonna work no. you know you could have a sales meeting or something like that but you're not gonna have a convention it's gonna be a while i think we're uh I think we're at least a year away from normalcy. That's, you know, one man's humble opinion, but uh, yeah, that that's what I think. Chris, it was a, a rough one for you operators. Nobody's going to cry for you cuz you're more than likely <laughs> going to get it back this weekend, but week 17 in the NFL with all the playoff implications on the line and outside of the Dolphins, who were playing a good team in the Bills that was trying themselves, didn't go the way of uh, the bookmakers in Week 17. When something like that happens, from your perspective as an operator, as the sportsbook director, do you just chalk it up as one of those weeks, or do you take a little deeper look, and especially in a week like Week 17 with all those playoff bursts on the line, maybe how you guys will do things next year? No, uh, you know, we've been, we've been going really good since October. So we had like three good solid months and I kept reminding my bosses, I said, you know, this is not going to last forever. (laughs) You understand that we got our come up and coming at some point. I don't know when that's going to be. Now we got, we we got beat up pretty good on Sunday, you know, so, uh, I, you know, I actually haven't heard one word from my bosses. They know, you know, and like I said, we, uh, just very briefly, like October, we won 50% more than we did last October. November, we won 100% more than we won last October. And December, I can't even remember what the percentage was, but it was way over last December. I don't have all the final figures yet. Yeah, so, yeah, we've been on a hell of a run. And, uh, you know, we finally uh, we finally got beat. That's what happens sometimes. Indeed it does. Um Clemson finally got beat. What did the, what's the, uh, the, the bull season? What was that like for you as far as, we saw some upsets. Uh, what was that like as far as business wise and how did you guys do during bull season? Well, you know, it was okay. Um, you know, the win was good. The winning percentage was good, but you know, we lost some games and some of the matchups weren't all that attractive. Yeah. You know, we had like, you know, three and six teams in the bowl games. You know, it just wasn't the excitement that we had for the bowls in the past. But, you know, the way it is, like once, uh, once like game day comes and guys are looking around and saying, you know what, I got to make a bet on this, uh, 
you know, SMU game or whoever. I don't even know if they were in the balls, but you know, something like that. You know, uh, so we it was good. It was it was probably as good as I expected, but it wasn't as good as it was in years past. Fast forward to March and March Madness. You said oh. you feel like you guys are probably about a year away from getting back to close to normal as you can get, but. What is March Madness going on? And for people, and I've talked to a few people that are interested in heading out there and are, are willing to go out for March Madness, what are you guys doing at the South Book? And overall, what are you hearing for the NCAA tournament? Well, right now, our governor is supposed to make some sort of statement in the next week about you know what we have going forward. Now, I don't know if that uh, goes all the way to March or not, but you know, it'll certainly affect us for the Super Bowl. And right now, all our Super Bowl parties and all that other stuff, that's on hold. Uh, now, we could implement them pretty quick, you know, once we get the okay. But if we have just like that 50-person uh, mandate, you know, we'll, we'll do something, but it'll probably be not really open to the public. It'll just mm-hmm. be like for invited guests, something like that. Uh, but we haven't heard yet, so I don't know what we're going to do then and as far as march goes you know you know your your guess right now is probably about as good as mine i, I don't know what's going to happen uh that's a couple months away uh yes we do have some time and hopefully this thing settles down a little bit but i'll be honest with you i don't see any signs of that uh so i i i hope things are a little better by march but i'm not guaranteeing it but i do have to say this in spite of all that's happened in the world and in the world of sports because we have numerous cancellations in basketball, you know, virtually every night. We had them plenty of them during football season too. Sports has been pretty strong. We've been good, you know. So you know, and Michael, my boss, you know, you guys are holding up your end of the bar, bar. Mm. and uh, you know, I, I don't see that stopping. To be honest with you, as long as uh, you know the leagues continue to play. You know, our crowds won't be the same, but, you know, a lot of times people just come in and bet and they go home and watch. Yeah, I, yep. a lot of them don't want to be around a bunch of people, right. and I don't blame them. Yep. I, you know, I wouldn't either. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm masked up, and I wear, I'm sitting back in my office, so, you know, I'm well protected. So I understand, but people still want to come in and bet or bet on their mobile app and, uh, you know, just go home and watch the game. And that that's okay with us. It's better if we have them in here. It's a nice little buzz. But uh, we we could live the other way. We could make it. Chris Anderson, the South Point, is our guest. Chris, who don't you want to win the Super Bowl, and who would you surprise people that you're actually rooting for? Where are you upside down as far as any futures on team, and who would uh, who would win, and you'd just be fine with it? Well, we're not upside down really on anybody except for uh, the Washington football teams. Uh, I don't think they're going to win it. You know, but, <laughs> yeah, we we get we get whacked around pretty good there. Otherwise, uh, you know, we got some good outcomes with some good teams. You know, if, you know, if the Bears were to stumble into it, that's a huge score for us. Uh, you know, but some, and I doubt they're going to do it either. But some of the other teams, you know, like like the Saints, we do well on Steelers, we do real well on Seahawks, we do great. Tampa, we we do like okay. None of these, well, we do lose on Washington, but none of them do we really lose on. You know, sometimes you're not going to maybe win as much as you have in years past. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are actually one of our best teams uh, to win the Super Bowl. So we, if you're looking to bet the Chiefs, I have a really good number on them because right now we're in great shape with them. And, of course, they're they're the favorite. They're the defending champs. And, uh, you know, really, I think they have a heck of a chance of getting back to the Super Bowl and winning it. So, uh, 
So I'm not really in terrible shape, but I guess if you ask me who I'm moving against at this point, I guess it would be Washington. But I have a feeling I'm not going to have to worry about that for, for too much longer. Yeah, I think you're fine. That's yeah. maybe Saturday late game. Four straight with that Washington offense. and Probably not going to happen for them to bring home a Super Bowl title. Hey, Chris, uh, I want to jump over to the national championship game on Monday. Two parts, just where you guys are. If you're looking at a lot of Bama money, Ohio State, or if you're pretty split on that one. But the, the part that always intrigues me, there's those reports that came out earlier in the week. It looked like for a while maybe this game was going to be pushed back another week. What do you guys do when this kind of information is out there? It's in the Twitter sphere, social media. you got reporters talking about it. What happens back behind the desk as you guys are back in the office as these kind of rumors are out there? Well, right now the market has not moved, uh, not certainly not significantly on that. I don't know if you want to call it news or rumors or whatever, but it's been kind of jockeying back and forth between seven and a half and eight is uh, with Bama the favorite. Now, once that came up, the seven and a half's kind of disappeared. And I told my guys the same thing. Let's kind of stay ahead of them. Well, we only went to eight. And I'm looking right now. i got the chart right in front of me. Uh, we're, we're pretty well balanced on the game. So, uh, like I said, the, the money never showed. I mean, I know uh, it's all over the talking heads on uh, – on TV, and uh, but but the money as far as that goes does not really show it on Alabama. Now, I mean, like I said, they're an eight-point favorite in the national championship game. That's pretty high. So uh, I think uh, I think that's a decent number considering where we're at. But uh, you know, if the market responds, I'll I'll move it ahead more quickly. But so far, it definitely has not. Were you surprised, Chris, uh, that uh, really, as everybody knows, a lack of transparency when it comes to injuries uh, or not going to play in, in, in college football? Uh, the the, uh, the uh, Bulls, Buffalo's uh, bowl game, Jared Patterson scored all those touchdowns. Yeah. He's not going to play, and there was really no notice. Um, were there games throughout the season where where you guys got caught a, a major player, probably a quarterback, if because they do move the needle more than any position, I would think. But uh, did you get caught with a player that you didn't have any information that wasn't going to go, and all of a sudden the last minute, just a kickoff or something, you find out that he's no that he's not available. I can't remember one specific player, but I do remember times that there was like just numerous uh, COVID situations that we were totally unaware of until like right before kickoff. And that happened quite a few times. Now, they didn't hurt us that much. I kind of told you our figures earlier. So it's not like they really uh, hurt us that bad. Now, from the other end of it, you know, I'm a, a father of five, and I still have one kid that's in college. And I kind of understand where. You know, it's a fine line, and we're going to have to figure out a definition of what exactly you want to do because I'm not now, it's my daughter, and she's, you know, not playing any sports or anything like that. But I'm not sure if I had a son, and I went, I'm not sure I'd want the whole world to know, you know, he has this or that, you know, injury or illness or whatever, you know. So I'm trying to look at it both ways. But of yeah. course, you know, college sports are a little different. I mean, it's really become a huge business. Everybody knows that, no matter what they try to hide behind that amateurism flag. You know, it's, we know it's not true. You know, so we have to kind of figure that out. But but as a father, I understand, like, maybe I don't want the whole world to know that my, you know, were I to have a son playing sports that I, I wouldn't do that. But, but like I said, we have to figure that out because they're talking about integrity. We need yep. integrity as bookmakers. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what the exact answer is, but we, we have to, you know, there's all kind of new to us. You know, as far as like legal betting on a national landscape, we have to figure that out how we're going to handle that from, uh, going forward.
And last thing for me, Trent Scott wanted to finish up with you. I know futures in baseball, I'm not even sure if they're out yet. Francisco Lindor has just been traded to the Mets. Um, will, would that move the needle either way, either to, you know, to lower the Indians' win total or to up the Mets? Is a, as a player of that caliber something that might get your attention when you're putting those numbers out? Yeah, you know, excuse me, a guy like that, excuse me, is going to mean a couple games. Now, you know, as a replayer, war is like the big stat that everybody looks at. Now, who's it being replaced by? I mean, it's just right. some guy up from AAA. Well, yeah. then that means something. Did they trade for some guy or they have like this hot prospect that, you know, that people rely on? That means something there, too. But um, we haven't moved that yet, and I haven't seen any money that really – has indicated that we need to move that. But, you know, we are aware of it. But, you know, one, one player can mean a couple games, certainly. So, uh, you know, it depends on the situation, I'd have to say. Like I said, we're, we're looking at the replacement, too. That always is, gotcha. uh, you know, a huge factor on, on how we're going to respond to this. Finishing up with Chris Andrews from the South Point Casino in Vegas. And uh, bringing us back to our state, Chris, I know you visited here, what was it, a couple of summers ago that you were making your way through yeah. our fine state. One question yeah. on the Hawkeyes. Do you guys have any big bets on them to win the national championship in basketball? Any liability there? And then secondly, you know, a week ago we were able to open things up and don't have to the casinos, go to the casinos anymore. What are people saying in your walk of life about the state of Iowa and the gambling sports wagering uh, community here in the state of Iowa? Well, first of all, let me ask a, let me ask you your first question first. Yeah, we're we're pretty exposed on Iowa Are right you? now. <laughs> now we got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, right. I, I mean, I look at my charts. I say, gee, we get beat on this team, get beat on that team, get beat on that. I always, say, you know, one team is going to win. All the rest <laughs> of those guys are going to lose. Yeah. So let's you know just keep that in perspective. And we got a couple months yet to kind of jockey around. So it's not like we get crucified with Iowa, but we're definitely, uh, you know, we're a loser, and you know, in the pretty good. Uh, uh, five figures range, you know. So, I mean, like I said, it's not terrible, but, you know, we got some time to see if we could uh, maneuver around a little bit. You know, here's some different things out of Iowa. You know, nothing nothing bad, really, but I haven't followed it that much. I mean, I was hoping to get into that Iowa market, and I've been, you know, Trent, you and I go back a long time, mm-hmm. a lot of years, and I always said that Iowa was really kind of like one of those sleeper markets out there that people weren't paying that much attention to. And, you know, we tried to get into Iowa, but we just couldn't find the right deal for us. But uh, I think there's some good potential there. I, I don't hear anything all that bad about Iowa, but uh, I think everybody, you know, at least at this point in time, certainly pales to what we're doing in Nevada. So right now we're still well ahead of the curve. Uh, Jersey's catching up pretty good. Uh, but el- elsewhere around the country, I think a lot of guys tried to do new and different things where we've been doing this for a long, long time. Yep. And I think we got a down pat pretty good. Indeed. And Jersey's about to have a come up and stew if Cuomo goes forward with sports wagering across the river in New York. Sure. That'll take some sure. of that business. Chris, we love talking to you. Very educational. Thank you for coming on with us. Uh, and we'll do so in the future. Thank you, Chris Andrews. Be well. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, my friends. Take good, it easy. Yeah, good to talk to you. Chris Andrews uh, joining us from the South Point. Good stuff there, Trent. You've known him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Good guy. He's been setting lines, well, legally in Vada since 79, <laughs> a little prior to that. Just uh, a little that's bit. awesome. I remember doing those stupid pools as a youngster, and I guess I didn't know I was bookmaking. It was just, <laughs> yeah, pick a few games, and now you know, kind of thinking back about it, it was, I guess, kind of an early parlay-type card. Everybody throw in a buck, and if you get them all right, you yeah. get to get the pot. And if yeah, not, that's awesome. 
eh, maybe the bookie gets to take a buck out of there and buy himself a soda and a candy bar, and away you go. I, I, There's the juice. I think it helps us become the people where you were growing up the way you were and me learning the horses as early mm-hmm. as I did. <laughs> I wouldn't change anything about it. Well, and it's the reason I always loved math growing up. It really? Was, I love math. Maybe I, I should have taken that angle. You know, because there was just a component to it where in my head – as a youngster learning, yeah. you know, percentages, it was easy. It's like well, making four out of five free throws. That's 80%. I see it on the bottom of every stat sheet <laughs> that I go through, box scores and things like that. Those numbers were easy. So there you go. <laughs> Guys, you want to have your kid be good at math? Yeah, just teach him a little wagering. That'll help, right? <laughs> Can't hurt. Can't hurt. Uh, we'll come back, finish things up. Miller and Condon till noon. We'll get you the latest number on Iowa, Maryland tonight. See if Trent's got an opinion on that or what his opinion is on the nights. We're here until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. It's basketball season in Hawkeye country, and we've got you covered. Previews before the games, recaps the next day. Enjoy the ride with us, Hawkeye fans, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM and 106. 6.3 FM KXNO. DraftKings Sportsbook has gone mobile. No longer are the days you have to drive to the casino to register for a mobile sportsbook. You can now do it from anywhere. The comfort of your home, your office, even your car. Uh, Football playoffs, they start this weekend to celebrate the most exciting time of the football season. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, is giving you a chance to double your money. And all as it takes is just one single touchdown to be scored in any of Saturday's games. You got it, Ken. Once you opt in, place your bet. All you have to do is sit back and wait for that touchdown in any of the three games. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up. A shot at doubling your money if that touchdown is scored in one of Saturday's football games. That's code KXNO for new players to get a shot at doubling their money for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years of age or older. Iowa only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- Have a home with us. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Six o'clock tip tonight. Who's got it? Is it FS1 or BTN? It's a know? great question. I think it's FS1, but or is it's it? on the deuce. Yeah, there you go. Maybe we'll get Hummel. He took the night off last night. Oh. I couldn't find him. He's so good. I like listening to him. Uh, and I like Dockage, too. I'll you admit, do. You're I'm, the guy, huh? Nah, there's more than me. I'm not the only one in the I like camp. it when he's not calling a game that I care about. Okay. Gets then he's your fine. skin a little bit, does he? Hey, just... Yes. Yes, he does. All right. Uh, so uh, what is the number tonight? Hawks are favored by a handful. Six, where are they? Five and a half yep. is uh, the current number that I see. I wanted to bring up percentages of where the betting is. I'm going to guess that this is a heavy Iowa bet on game. I would guess, but uh, let's see what we can find The Hawks here. are a heavily bet team at South Point as far yeah. as, boy, it was fun talking to Chris Andrews. Isn't he great? Yeah, he really is. Trent... Uh, as I told you know, many times, I used to travel all the time to Vegas. And while you're on your own and your family, you're away from your family, there's something about sitting in a sports book. Mm-hmm. Your workday's done. You're kicking back. You're having a couple of beers. 
and every single one of those great big screens has a game on it, and you can walk to the counter and you can play if you're so inclined. It's just, I just loved it. I loved it. I'm right there with you. And and getting all the sheets and going yes, through them. And everything. Futures. Even things, you're not going to even wage around, but just right. looking through them and hanging out and having a cold one. Yep. And, and I'll tell you, South Point, it's like a five-minute ride from the Strip. It is, yep. But if you have an afternoon where you don't have anything going on, you're and not there's standard. a major outlet mall down there, there too. So if you ever go with your wives and the yep. wives go shopping, I'll guarantee mm-hmm. that that's one of their stops. And stop and say hi to Chris. Mm-hmm. And Chris will come out and he'll talk to you. And if you have questions about wagering, where they are, he is that kind of person. He's not going to big time you. No, he's here. And, and the other part earth. is right at next to the sports book. That's where the Veasan Studios are. Yep. So you can look over there in the afternoon, and you will see in the booth. Brett Musburger, right? Just doing a radio show. It's awesome. It's really a lot. You of know fun. him and his. I believe it's his nephew. They were out front of this. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're going to do they're going to do very well. Do you have a best bet? I do. Iowa seventy percent of the tickets are on the Hawks tonight. My best bet of the night, though, lay the five and a half with SMU as we look to make it three in a row here in our picks at the end of the show. SMU has made the show the last twice in the last twenty minutes. <laughs> There's a shocker. Think. All right, uh, Only here. That's not happening to the other True. shows. Uh, Murph and Andy, two. Fanatics at four. Morning Rush tomorrow at six. We're Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. iHeartRadio. Breaking news. I'm Rick Uchino. President-elect Joe Biden's Electoral College victory is official. It was ratified by Congress early this morning after the process was delayed for hours as President Trump supporters stormed the Capitol and got inside the halls of Congress. Four people died during the chaos, including 35-year-old Ashley Babbitt, who was shot by Capitol Police. Three others died of medical emergencies. Multiple White House and Trump administration officials are resigning following yesterday's events. Among those leaving include former White House Chief of Staff and current Northern Ireland Special Envoy Mick Mulvaney. Reports are there could be more people to leave in the coming days. President Trump, meanwhile, remains relatively silent after his 12-hour ban from Twitter. A White House aide did release a statement on his behalf early this morning that there will be an orderly transition to the Biden administration on January the 20th. More updates on this iHeartRadio station or anytime online at iHeartRadio.com. Murph and Andy talk sports and more. Weekdays at 2 on 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO.